You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. This episode features a conversation on the current state of mobile sports betting in New York, what changes are on the horizon with new proposals, and how they could impact revenue sharing with counties. Joining NYSAC's counsel, Patrick Cummings, for the conversation is Robert Hemsworth, Vice President of Legal Affairs and General Counsel for the Capital District Regional Off-Track Betting Corporation. Hello, NYSAC family. Uh, this is Patrick Cummings. I'm counsel with NYSAC. Um, this is a, uh, another in a series of podcasts that we're putting on uh, for you, our members. Um, talking about a lot of different issues that are coming up in the state legislature and in particular the state budget. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about uh, mobile sports betting. Uh, a lot of news has been made about that. Um, there are different proposals out there. In the past few years, the governor has his own proposal in the budget. Uh, the legislature has a different one. Um, and uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of ins and outs to this, to this and uh, how local governments, casinos are involved. Uh, all depends on the different models. And uh, we are lucky enough to be joined today uh, by my friend, uh, Robert Hemsworth. Um, he is Vice President and General Counsel at Capital District OTB. Uh, really a, a mind that I want to thank you. I, I bounce whenever I see new legislation out, I always picks up the phone and we, we kind of hash out, this is how I'm reading it, how are you reading it? And it's been a really great resource uh, for me to get uh, you, our members, information. So, so Robert, uh, thanks for joining us today and thank you for all you do for county government. No, not a problem at all, Pat. We're, we're glad to be here. We're glad to help out on NYSAC with any questions they have uh, related to both uh, off-track betting and the uh, pending sports betting bills uh, in legislation that both the governor and the assembly have. But just a step back, remember, remembering the capital off-track betting serves the counties, which is why we have a good relationship with NYSAC, is we serve the counties of Schenectady. Uh, the off-track betting corporations were originally put together in the early 70s, and our participating partners are those counties that participate with each of us. There are five different off-track betting corporations. Capital off-track betting uh, is comprised of 16 different counties, as well as the city of Schenectady, one of our original members from the early 70s. Um, and we serve, uh, in lieu of uh, being a regular business with shareholders, the counties would be considered our shareholders. So the profits that the corporation generates are distributed to the counties based on a statutory formula that was put together by the state. So it, it's, it's our hope that we can be involved in the sports betting, uh, mobile, in person, uh, depending on which um, legislative proposal you're, you're going to be looking at and talking about is that we believe that if we can get sports betting into the off-track betting corporations, we can generate revenue. And then that, that revenue, again, has to be split and distributed to the participating counties, which is why you know, we're a, a, trying to be a good partner with NYSAC. One of our legislative duties, based on our statutory uh, formula, our, our statutory enabling legislation, is to help us provide a reasonable stream of revenue to our participating counties. And, and that's what we try to do. That's, it's our hope that sports betting will help bring us another stream of revenue that we can we can pass along to the NYSAC members. Thanks, Robert. So let's focus on uh, mobile sports betting. But I guess even to understand what that is, uh, let's let's even take it back a step further. What is legal right now in New York? There's I think I think we can already in some format do sports betting. So what exactly is sports betting? Where can it be done? And and uh, 
then from there, let's take the change and then what what changes mobile sports betting. What's next? Here's what exists. Uh, currently, there is sports betting allowed at the casinos, uh, physically on the casino grounds. Uh, Pat and I, we talked yesterday about this potential for geocaching and mm -hmm. things like that. That does not exist at this point. There is strictly um, on-premises sports betting at the casinos. In the, the Capital District, we have Rivers Casino. They have a sports book that they put together. So you can wager, but you have to do it on the grounds, in the sports book, in person. Right now in New York State, there is no option for mobile sports betting. But several of the casinos do have uh, sports betting options available again at the facility in person nothing as to mobile now as you mentioned the two proposals that we have um, the, the legislature senator adabo and assemblyman pretlow have a bill that uh, was was put out last year and would basically allow sports betting um, at the casinos but allow an expansion of sports betting it to be allowed at off-track betting corporations to be allowed at uh, other different venues. Madison Square Garden, I think, was one of them. And over a period of time, it would, it would expand the option for, for sports betting, both mobile and in a uh, facility. It's our hope from the capital, uh, from the OTB's perspective, we have a lot of handle that is generated. A lot of people place wagers on uh, an account, right? They bet over their phone, they bet over their iPad, over their computer. But our brick and mortar still is a very, very viable option. It still produces a lot. Uh, roughly, probably half of our revenue comes from our brick and mortar. So there is a large segment of the population that doesn't want an account. They want to go and they want to bet in person. And you can see that at the, at the sports book at, at Rivers Casino as well. Last year, there were some issues. And the governor had a, uh, the governor's position, the executive position was that uh, there was a constitutional issue related to sports betting and that it wasn't necessarily allowed under the, the state constitution. It seems the governor has taken a, a, a new focus on whether or not that constitutional issue still exists. And what the governor's proposal is that sports betting, mobile sports betting would be allowed, providing the bets were determined to be taken at a server that would be located within the um, casino or a casino not not one in particular but in a casino that is offering sports betting so there's been kind of a relook at that proposal um and a look this was a position that uh, the legislative branch uh, senator davo and assemblyman prello uh, had had pushed that there really isn't a constitutional issue because we can put the server and deem the sports wager placed where the server is located yeah, let me jump in there because it's a really interesting topic that could be, I mean, this could take a whole law school class to talk about, but it is, it's, it's really talking about, you know, what is, it's a state constitutional issue of where is gaming allowed? And so can mobile betting even be allowed in the state of New York? And it really comes down to, I think it was in 2014, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that gaming in terms of our casinos um, got expanded. That was a state constitutional change that allowed that to happen. Um, not not necessarily just just a state legislation. It was um, you know a referendum by the people to adopt to, to allow this. And within that that uh, constitutional amendment, um, it, it had it had a terminology such as that gaming was allowed as long as it was 
within within the the commercial or Native American casinos, right? Um, that so so then what exactly does within mean? And that that gets to the interesting constitutional argument because clearly if we're betting and we'll talk a little bit more about mobile betting, right? We're talking about over the phone or over your computer. That's not going to necessarily be done. Ninety nine percent of that is probably not going to be done in the casino, right? Um, so how is that uh, constitutionally viable? Uh, it, the answer is, at least potentially, servers, right? So if I'm making the bet from my phone, that can get directed to a server within the casino. That could arguably uh, satisfy the constitutional requirement. So I think uh, a year ago or so, that I think that was partly what the governor's office was arguing. Maybe, maybe this isn't allowable. Um, I think that they are now agreeing with the advocates and the, the legislature saying, you know what, this that would um, th there's a potential to do this with mobile betting. That's how to go forward with it. That, so the casinos are going to be involved in this in some way or another, whether it be Cuomo's uh, proposal or the legislature's. But. So thank you. Yeah, no, 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 no. Originally, the governor's proposal was looking for one casino to partner with um, uh, a uh, a sports betting entity. Um, since then, in the in conversations, the governor has kind of expanded that to maybe one entity is not enough. Maybe there are two. Um, the state has just released the Spectrum Gaming report, um, which provided kind of a a, a very in depth. You know, thousand foot overview of gaming in New York State as it is with the casinos, the off-track betting, the video lottery terminals, the racetracks, and, and kind of all of the gaming. And not only the spectrum gaming, but a lot of the experts uh, across the country really believe that multiple vendors is the way to go because it increases competition. And competition increases, uh, uh, right? It, it could increase revenue. You're going to have the different entities that are going to compete for customers, they're going to make it more advantageous for, for, for their customers, more beneficial for their customers, and they're going to fight for their customers. Again, the state's going to get a portion of that. We'll be right back to the discussion after this brief message from our sponsor. At ProAct, we empower employers to get more out of their prescription drug benefit by providing innovative and customizable plans. Our primary focus is our commitment to the highest level of member and client service. Lots of PBMs say it, but we prove it every day with a culture built around caring, partnership, and responsiveness. Call us today for a customized solution for your pharmacy benefit plan, 888-254-3552. ProAct the only 100% employee-owned PPM serving counties across New York. So there's a lot of stuff you're mentioning here and it gets complex, but I want to sort of break it down a little bit and tell me where you think I'm wrong. So one part of this study and why this matters is gaming, gaming in New York State, I think is seen on the most part. I mean, it can grow a little bit, but it's see it as a pie. And I think most experts agree, this is a pie. And, and there's only so many which ways you can slice this. So when you start to introduce new forms of, of, of betting, mobile sports betting, right? Um, OTBs, uh, casinos, it doesn't necessarily create new revenue. I think in this case, we're, we, we will see some, but it could all, it also kind of the side effect of pulling away from whether the shift, right? And, and, and are we making, uh, so we got to, 
why this is important to us to see which direction we're going to go is we want to make sure that if, if when the shift happens that both local governments are, are covered for any increased costs that might have for them, but as well as, as partners that we've had in the community that, that both job creation is, is, um, is sustained, um, as well as, as the viability of, of these other entities that, that uh, we'd like to see succeed. So in the, in the, so the governor's proposal, um, when you mentioned that it's, so again, for the mobile sports betting, that uh, the the original one had would you know it would be a it would be one company that I mean you know the server DraftKings for example um, they would be able to bid um, win that bid and partner with uh, a casino a casino for one server and that would be you know kind of one entity um, and now there might be multiple now right that right. can do this and it seems like to me but correct me if I'm wrong in the governor's system. These entities would probably make a bid for a license and the ability to do that. They'd get paid for their service, but any kind of overage, any uh, from the from the um, uh, that they would make uh, from this system wouldn't necessarily go to the casino or to then therefore the, the potentially local government. But it'd be going that extra revenue would be going to the state itself, right? Um, Whereas, explain the difference then between the, the, the legislature's uh, in the, proposal. In the governor's initial discussion, he wanted, he made very clear that he wanted that revenue to go to the state in, in, a, in a majority of the fashion, that that revenue was to be generated by the state. Um, so we talked about the governor, the executive's proposal. The legislative proposal, that's uh, the one that was set forth by Senator Dabo and Assemblyman Prello, the chairs of the respective racing committees, was that it would allow an expansion. It would allow other entities to engage in mobile sports betting, either through, uh, really through an affiliate type program, where we could partner with that entity that does sports betting. In the OTB case, we might generate some kind of uh, agreement to generate some kind of revenue from new accounts that we bring in, or our one of our proposals is to have sports betting wagering kiosks located in our OTBs. We're already uh, engaged in paramutual wagering, um, and our our tow company, the ones that, that our third party that provides the, the paramutual wagering for us, has already said they can handle the uh, sports betting issue. It's a very simple jump for them, so to speak. Um, but under that proposal, we expand sports betting. And we allow other different entities to get into it because, as you did mention, there will be some additional revenue, right? There's a lot of talk about how much, how many New Yorkers are going to New Jersey to bet. Yep. And the city, New York City, being the biggest the biggest market, this yep. is why everybody wants into that market. The theory is now we allow it in New York. Those individuals that are driving over the bridge, heading into New Jersey, sitting in the parking lots, betting on their phone, mm -hmm. are now not going to have to do that. They don't have to spend the time driving. They can do it. And that that revenue will then come to New York State versus New Jersey. Nothing against New Jersey, but I'd certainly rather have the revenue come here to New York State. And as, as I mentioned, if that revenue can flow, or a portion of that revenue can flow through the off-track betting corporations, that revenue would go to the participating counties. That's how the, the counties benefit from sports betting. It is a, you know, it's a rather convoluted system. It has been. It was, it was put in place in the early 70s with the advent of mobile advanced deposit wagering uh, 
on horse racing, being able to bet on your phone or on your tablet or on your computer, internet wagering on, on sports betting that occurred years a few years ago. And then now we're looking at another expansion of gaming. Um, and there is, you're correct, there's only so big a, a pie. Mm-hmm. And it's our hope that we can become part of this sports betting. So, because we do believe, right? That sports betting is a very popular venue, right? It's our belief that it will impact our handle. Some people who regularly play the horses might not spend as much money on the horses as they want to bet on, on sports betting. And kind of sh- there'll be a shift in the gambling dollars. But if we can also accept sports wagers, we can kind of replace that potential lost revenue and continue to generate a reasonable stream of revenue for our NYSAC partners. That's great. Um, so I think that explains the difference between the two. I'll, I'll get, uh, we'll, we'll start to wrap up here, but I'll ask you, I'll uh, use a, a corny pun uh, in the gambling world. What can you handicap for us? Uh, what, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think it's going to pass this year? Uh, and if so, which, which, what are you hearing in Albany on, on which uh, version as, as, the, as the best odds of, of making, making it through the legislature? I think with, with COVID and the state budget uh, deficit, I think the state is certainly looking for ways to fill that budget gap that that, that the state is certainly going to have. Um, Sports betting has been on the table for a a few years, we know. This is probably the opportune year for it as the state looks for revenue. Which method we're going to go with, it it does seem like the executive is amenable to maybe shifting from just one provider to two, which is going to help competition which is going to theoretically generate more revenue. It's our hope, certainly, that the OTBs can continue to be a part of sports betting. And we do. You know, we, we've met with uh, the, the, legislator, uh, the legislators. Uh, we've met with members of the exec. We, we certainly want to partner because of what our statutory goals are, what our responsibilities are. Um, and the counties have seen uh, budget deficits. COVID has hit everybody. Right? It's certainly not just the state. It's not the little towns and villages. It has hit every municipality. Um, and it, we look at this from the OTB, from the capital OTB perspective, is this is a way for us to generate some additional revenue to have another option to help generate revenue for the counties. Our goal is really simple. I mean, that's it. I, we don't keep any. There's no, you know, being able to hold money. We have to distribute all of the money we get by law. I can't keep it for a rainy day fund or anything like that. Um, so I have to distribute it. And, and our goal is to maximize that that distribution. Um, and it's our hope that the state doesn't want to leave money on the table. And we look at leaving out the brick and mortar, the OTBs, is leaving money on the table. Because a large amount of OTB handle still is generated at that brick and mortar. These are people who like to bet with cash and that's how they want to do it. That's what they're used to. And I would hate for the state to not include brick and mortar in it and leave a sizable chunk of revenue on the table. I just don't think it's it's a viable solution for the state to go strictly mobile. I think there is a need for uh, uh, brick and mortar. And let's, let's be honest, FanDuel, uh, no, I'm sorry, I think it was DraftKings. Um, there was an article I read uh, a few days ago. They just opened up a brick-and-mortar location mm-hmm. in uh, an existing kind of bar restaurant okay. uh, place. 
and it was, and they realized. I mean, we're talking Fendi. We're talking one of the largest. Sure. You know, these are people who certainly know the industry. They believe there's money to be made there's in a market the brick and mortar. Yep. Right. And I don't want to see the state. The state shouldn't be leaving that money on the table and looking at things just from a mobile perspective, because, like I said, we at Capital, you know, half, 50 percent of our wagering is done still in the branches in that brick and mortar, those storefronts. It's our hope that we can, you know, partner and continue to create that revenue stream. Great. Well, uh, I think that, that about covers it. Um, Roberts, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I, uh, and, and on behalf of the NISAC members, we, we appreciate everything that you do uh, for us and with us. Um, uh, for those of you out there uh, interested in this topic, much more to come, right? Um, we'll, we'll have the we'll have the uh, one house budgets, the assembly and senate out shortly in a few weeks. We'll know more on where they're looking to go with this issue, um, and we will report on that to you uh, in the in the near future. If you have any questions on this topic or any, uh, feel free to contact me and your NISAC staff at any time. So thanks again. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of NYSAC's County Conversations podcast. Keep tuning in to hear more insightful interviews on policy and innovative solutions at the county level. And feel free to reach out to our staff if there is a topic you would like to hear us discuss on the podcast.